Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Write Brain, a podcast about writing and crowdfunded publishing. I am your host, and with me, as always, my friend Paul Inman. Paul, you're you're coming to us from sunny Las Vegas, aren't you? Yes, actually, I'm coming from scorching hot Las Vegas. It's 109 degrees outside right now, and I'm happy that I am inside because it is hot, hot, hot outside. Mm, yeah, I hear that Vegas is hot, 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 but not for uh, weather reasons. <laughs> Different reasons, right? So, uh, yeah, man, I'm um, actually on vacation. I just came from San Diego. Uh, that was pretty cool. I was at a Comic-Con. I got to meet some very nice InkShares authors, mm-hmm. Dave um, Barrett from It's All Fun and Games and Zach Linville from uh, uh, Welcome to Deadland. And I actually got a little bit of an interview with them, which will not be up this week, but we'll shoot for next week. Oh, because well, why is that, Jim? Well, it's because you you were there for the uh, okay. The reason that we're not putting up the interview with this episode immediately is that we have kind of a, a special episode to begin with. Um, yep. We're gonna skip a lot of the pleasantries. Although I would like to maybe acknowledge that um, our our anthology that we in, we announced that it had you know achieved its goal of being in the top three from the uh, the Nerdist contest. But at the same time, I also want to uh, to anno- announce that we uh, it was chosen for the Nerdist collection, along with I believe in Beta and uh, Combo Breaker. That is correct. That is awesome. Congratulations, JF, and to all the other authors, including the ones in Too Many Controllers and um, from In Beta and Combo Breaker. So- all right. We can gush about this for a while, but we are fortunate enough that we have with us the uh, the. I think it's CEO now of InkShares and, uh, and, and just fun guy that we've been working with. Like anybody that's published with InkShare has heard of this guy or has been working with this guy to some extent. And that's uh, our, our friend Adam Gomlin. Adam, uh, how are you doing, man? Did we lose Adam? Adam, are you there? Adam. No. Well, we might have lost Adam. Well, now you muted him, so... I'm trying to unmute him. Did I not? I can't unmute. Maybe he muted himself. Could be. Because I don't have the option to mute or unmute on this end. Can you hear me now? Yes. Ah, yes. So we have Adam. It said Paul muted me, and I was like, how uncool is that? You invite me onto this podcast. Oh, no, we didn't hear you talking, so I was trying to unmute you. And then, and then you've been muted by Paul, the host, whose book you published. I was like, that's brutal. What, what <laughs> I had said cool, all that, huh? I, cool. I, think, I think now it's clear why I have this particular attitude towards Paul on a weekly basis. Uh-huh. Funny. <laughs> it's so, really great to be at Comic-Con with so many amazing InkShares authors and, of course, the Nerdist family, and it's great to be on this podcast. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Definitely, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Cool. So aside from a lot of cool things that have been going on with San Diego Comic-Con, the Nerdist Contest, this Nerdist Contest coming to an end, and where I'm, sh- I'm sure there's other contests coming forth, which I'm, everybody's super excited to hear about. But there's also been a lot of uh, changes adding shares, and basically just uh, pretty much anybody that listens to, to Right Brain is for the most part, already authors or aspiring authors on the InkShares platform. This is what we talk about the most, so this is the kind of audience that we, we, we get. 
Um, just to give a quick recap, basically you've stepped up as CEO for InkShares. Jeremy has left the platform. And we are having you on to basically discuss what these changes are going to entail for the future, what the direction is going to be. Fantastic. I mean, I'm totally unprepared because I thought we were discussing the fact that Roger Federer isn't playing the rest of the ATP season. So I'll do my best to get up to speed relatively quickly. Mm, that sounds like sports. <laughs> sports. Yeah, they, they can't see our air quote, Paul. They can't. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so let's start actually, let's go back to the beginning, because you've been around since the beginning, that's correct, right? I have, you know, um, you know, I met Thad in the kind of spring of 2013, um, he had way shorter hair, um, I was a securities attorney, still rep as a screenwriter, and uh, yeah, we were. I look back at photos now, and you know what they say about startups aging. You is definitely true. I'm like, man, I looked. I looked so young. It was uh, even my my girlfriend who I started going out with. He basically the month that um, we kind of like founded the company in in earnest in November of 2013. Um, she's like, sweetheart, you look so young and vibrant. And I'm like, oh, thanks, hon. But yeah, uh, I met Thad in, in April of 2013. Thad really had this vision for um, a company that I think we called at the time, you know, really Kickstarter meets meets Random House. Um, for me, you know, as a securities attorney by training, as someone who had spent a lot of time in Los Angeles, um, you know, I kind of saw the potential to, to take this thing and then leverage it as kind of the, the foundational building block of a more verticalized entertainment company. Um, certainly, like not in like with the kind of like precision that like we have now. I certainly didn't see like every form of transition um, step that we would take, but generally the, the basic potential. So it's been it's been amazing. You know, it's been two and a half crazy years. Um, I mean, it feels like yesterday that I was uh, like staying up at night just cold tweeting at anyone who is self-identified as an author um, on Twitter. So uh, just it's insane now to see our books in bookstores, um, our books being adapted by, you know, huge producers. And also, of course, like uh, I know Ridley's coming onto the platform to, to see those producers uh, looking for more stuff on, on InkShares. Yeah, these are exciting times. There's a, a lot going on, which is one of the reasons why we, we wanted to have you on and sort of get – Get get a better feel for what the, the the direction is in the future. Yeah, you know, I mean, InkShares has always been in flux. Is one of the things that I, I would convey to anyone listening to this podcast. You know, um, the original founding premise of, of InkShares was to securitize the royalty distribution of a book, so as to allow the general public to participate. Um, you know, and really invest in the very precise you know notion of investing from a legal standpoint. Um, that's why, you know, that was one of the reasons to include me, a securities attorney who um, had clerked at the SEC um, on, on the founding team. You know, we ended up not doing that, you know, um, when, you know, a year later you know, was when we chose our first vertical in sci-fi and fantasy. But there wasn't such a thing as a collection at that time. That was something that we kind of like thought up and built so as to grow audiences and, and bring them in for, for authors. So, um, you know, like we've kind of always had a, a vision of where we wanted to go, publish great books, leverage them in a vertical way. 
Um, but Inkshares is always in flux, so it's very easy to kind of uh, like a. It's easy to look back and think of everything as stable, and then something else is kind of like changing it. But it's really always been in change flux. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to a lot of the stuff that's coming up. Paul. Uh, so, Adam, do you want to talk? Um, do you want to talk about any of the uh, things that have changed over 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 time? Yeah, or you know, like maybe one... some high points in Ink Shares up to this date, maybe. It's, yeah. it's one of the things. So yeah, it's one of the things I found really cool about Inkshares during the first six months that I was there is seeing that how adaptive it was to mm -hmm. the needs of the industry. Yeah. That's that's mighty wide of you to say. Um, you know, for yeah, I mean, I, I could certainly let, let me give like a, a little more color and context. Um, this is probably the second time now, outside of a few emails, that I, I've kind of had more of a, a chat with. Uh, the amazing InkShares community. You know, a lot of people uh, probably don't know that when we started out in January of 2014, we didn't do books for about six months. All we did was we, we crowdfunded articles. Um, Beacon was coming out at the time. You know, the, the nature of the VC community was said, stay away from anything that you know requires you to be an operational company. Um, and we did a really, really, really good job. Like we, we saw our articles end up in the front page of the Atlantic Monthly. Um, you know, mediums matter. It was, it was fantastic and allowed us to kind of like get out there, establish trust, iterate quickly, meet authors. You know, that was amazing. I remember uh, the first book we ever did, uh, Big Fish author Daniel Wallace. Um, it was a kid's book called The Cat's Pajamas. I remember it was like yesterday, the day that it arrived at our office, we opened it up. And like, you know, this is a book that we had essentially designed ourselves in, in InDesign. And when we realized that the jackets weren't like, you know, upside down or, or anything, you know, we were just absolutely ecstatic. Um, I think about, you know, like the, the time that I had, I got about five minutes with Howie Sanders and UTA to convince him to represent this fledgling yet to publish a book company called InkShares. Um, and, you know, like he clapped his hands together about three minutes in and said, we're doing, we're doing work together, guys. It's going to be great. And it's been amazing. I think about... You know, getting on an airplane and frantically flying across the country to go meet with Gary Witta. I was raising um, an investment round in New York at the time. It was kind of like banging on his door at Lucasfilm until he came out and agreed to publish Abomination with us. <clears throat> you know, meeting uh, Veronica Belmont and Tom Merritt, and Tom's obviously now an InkShares author as well. Um, Sword and Laser, and, you know, they were our first collection, you know, from there bringing on, you know, to me, like the greatest science fiction fantasy brand, community, whatever you want to call it, and legendary and legendary digital. You know, pretty pretty marquee moment. Um, you know, December of last year, sitting down with the guys um, from, from legendary digital and saying, hey, you know, I think we all agree that this is fantastic. How do we expand this and coming up with the notion of specific worlds that we're rolling out this year? Um, you know, this year to see the TV and film adaptations, the rollout of properties, the verticalization, um, that, that kind of promise that we always wanted to go after, but we didn't know how far away it is to actually have it here now. It's, it's insane. It's amazing. And then, of course, you know, the back half of this year is still like, what, five months ago, we've got Scott Free on the right. platform as part of, you know, the, the, the amazing collaboration we're doing with Launchpad and with my, my dear, dear friend, Brooklyn Weaver of Energy Entertainment. Um, and, of course, Crypt, you know, um, September 1, you know, you'll see announcements coming soon. 
but you know Eli Rop and, and Jason Blum and you know Crypt TV, which is a huge community. I know how important horror was for the community, so I wanted to go out and you know there was a very short list of people that we wanted to work with, organizations that we wanted to work with. Crypt is is at the top of it, so it just feels um, fantastic. I, I you know I'm very much in like the kind of uh, hair club for men. You know I'm, I think everybody knows that I'm a writer, um, and you know I'm not just. Uh, the CEO, I'm also a customer, so to speak. That's a funny way to put it. That's, that's really, for me, because, you know, everyone listening knows, you know, I got no hair, so. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting right there with you. It's... Well, I lost all my hair at like 25, but I have to say, I must be on the short list of people who actually took the drugs and they worked. Oh, really? Oh, nice. I mean, it's off topic, but send me a link because <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not gone, going well it's really not going well I'm actually like a little sad that I didn't take before and after photos a little more seriously because I think it worked so well I could have like pretty aggressively monetized those those photographs nice cool um, well, well, some of us aren't so lucky Adam God. <laughs> while this is super fun that we get to talk about our follicle um, in, in you know whether we're in doubt or not, in that sense, yeah, uh, we don't we don't have Adam for super long. So hey, can I can I pimp two completely unrelated things right now? Definitely go sure. for it. Sorry, one is totally unrelated, and one is um, one is like somewhat unrelated, but but mostly related. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing Nike Freeze right now because like I, I noticed this thing that when I was in LA, I had been meeting with like you know a, a huge mega producer. And every single one of them wears nothing but like black Nike free sneakers all the time. And I think it's because they're, I, I realized it's because they were running all over the lot from set to set to set. Totally like changed my life. Um, like I just feel unbelievably athletic right now, which is good because like, I'm not going to do any exercise. Like there's no time. <laughs> so like <laughs> this is realistically like the, the, the footwear based notion of health. Is, is pretty much as healthy as I'm probably going to be for a while. So that's a very good start. The other thing, Inkshare's author, Jim McDaniel, um, I'm about to get from, from the fine folks at Audible an advanced copy of his audiobook, which is coming out. And oh, that's fantastic. That is very cool. I love audiobooks. Um, Philip Saita of the show has an amazing audiobook. Tristan did an amazing job. Um, Penguin Random House, wonderful. Um, but there is like something amazing, you know. Um, I know we're going to talk all about derivative rights and licensing and all the other publishers that we, we partner with. But um, I've got this like five o'clock right now, and around like ten p.m., I'm going to do my best to just like relax, pour myself a bourbon with my dogs, um, and uh, you know, and listen to a little unattractive vampire. I wanted to convey my enthusiasm on that. It's pretty awesome, and I'm excited for Jim. Um, he's a good guy, and it's a, it's a good book. If you haven't read it and you're listening, then go read it for real. Because it's, or, or I guess you could wait for the audio book now because it's a thing. That's pretty awesome. And I'm, I'm, if, I'm very excited to seeing shares get into audiobooks at all. Yeah, That's no. something I've been looking forward to. Yeah, no, we've done, we've done I think, uh, 10 or 12 audiobook deals so far this year. You know, um, practical applications for, for multiverse theory. It's all fun and games. Welcome to Deadland, the show, many, many others. I think that kind of moving forward, um, you know, we've really established the quality of our content, and there's just so many amazing licensing partners. Whether it's Audible, whether it's Audiobooks.com, whether 
Records, Blackstone, PRH Audio, Macmillan Audio, Hachette Audio, um, you know, such a huge and important portion of the market. So being able to access it for our authors is just an amazing opportunity. It is. It very, it very much is. And, you know, I like to uh, talk, so, you know, I could get into the voice acting thing, you know, because some people tell me that they like it when I do that. Others hate it, like my wife, because she's like, you're recording all the damn time, you know, so. <laughs> it is definitely voice acting. You know, there's a producer, there. there's all this stuff that it goes into it. Mike Mongo was just recording his audio book um, a couple days ago, and he was sending me... Um, some photos from, from the booth. You know, just the stuff they do to kind of get you into the mood, get you relaxed. Um, it really, it's not just reading, of course, it really is a performance. Yeah, it really is. So, I'm, what else? I'm really have? curious to see whether or not they can record the audiobook for uh, It's All Fun and Games without LARPing. <laughs> it's, it feels like it, it kind of should, really. That's actually the next book coming out, isn't it? I think it's August 2nd, which today, I don't know what today is, 20-something of July. It's the 27th, I believe, of July, and I I mean, I already have my copy of all, It's All Fun and Games, so I don't know when the official launch is, and I don't care because I already have my copy, so I'm the worst person ever. I'm no, I think selfish. it is. It's, I think it is August 2nd because, actually, I just talked to Dave, and uh, he's uh, he's really excited. And he should be because that day is a, a fun day. So it is. Well, it's it's yeah. We we've talked about how it's weird the soft launch versus hard launch that you get mm -hmm. for a book. So mm -hmm. I, I mean, there's no point in in you know rethreading that. But yeah, it, it is still an exciting an exciting day in its own way. Yeah, let's try to let's get back onto the topic here while we have Adam here. We can talk about all that other stuff uh, other times. So um, recently, um, um, you guys sent out a survey to the authors. Um, on Ink Shares to the uh, I guess already funded or published published publishing authors funded Not it was everyone who had funded so it includes both books that have been published and books that are still in in flight so to speak. Okay, so um, can you maybe run through some of that survey results and kind of like uh, talk talk us through like kind of what the consensus was and the I, reasoning I, I, behind like some of these questions? Sorry, Jeff, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see which results, like, were the most exciting, which ones are gonna be most useful, and, and which ones were the most surprising. Right. I'm a little bit under the weather, but stay with me. Yeah. So, look, the, the survey was, I think, it went out on like a Tuesday. Um, my first day as chief executive was like Friday. We started crafting it like immediately over the weekend. Um, from like a, just a general business perspective, you know, knowing the customer is something that's super important. Mm -hmm. um, for, from like a, a different, like a warmer, maybe the other side of the brain perspective, um, you know, I, I value the community so much. You know, there are a lot of things that I want to do with the community. There are ways that I think the community could change and be even stronger, and we'll talk about that today. But just know, knowing what people thought is just like a baseline. You know, questions like, how do they view us? Um, like, what are this, what's the stuff that we've done that they want more of? You know, conversely, what would they like less of? Um, and also, like, in the kind of Rumsfeldian unknown unknowns, what are the things from the community that we don't even know we don't know yet? Um, that is, to me, like, always something I try to, I try to think about as a former litigator. You know, the, 
the thing that was really the most interesting to me was just like that first question of like, what do you think that we are? Are we a traditional publisher or a self-publisher? You know, 70, 80% of people somewhere in there said that we were um, a traditional publisher. You know, that's certainly how like we self-conceive as a, as a company, but to see, you know, four out of five, three out of four, somewhere between there, you know, say that, that they saw it the same way, it was super meaningful. You always want to know that you're on, on the same page. You know, um, super other high-level stuff, just like understanding what was most important to authors. You know, what was really clear is that the most important thing to our authors is maximizing the number of people that that see and read and purchase their stories. Um, and that kind of like, you know, the opposite, the inverse, the, the least important thing is the per book royalty. Um, you know, consistent that with that, we saw, you know, 90% of people plus maybe it was even 91 or 92% said that they would trade um, a certain share of, of royalties um, for, for more services that one of the things like marketing and distribution. So yeah, I mean, it, it was just a phenomenal survey. I can run through some of the other high-level numbers. I've got the survey right here in front of me, and the comments were amazing. You know, less than one in five people thought that profit sharing wasn't the way we should share revenue, so that's very, very cool to see. Um, you know, credits, 75% of people think that credits are helpful. Obviously, an extraordinary amount of like comments on how we can make credits better, which, you know, that and I will be kind of integrating in terms of revamp that system. Um, you know, the, like just generally the most important thing was establishing, we know how we view ourselves, understanding how the community and all the InkShares authors view us, kind of getting the, the baseline level of confirmation was critical. Um, and that's really kind of like, you know, taking that in was really what led to the second survey that went out this morning, which I know for a fact that JF DeBoe has not filled out. Actually, I, I completed it just before we started recording. Oh, did you? Okay. This is why All I right. was quiet while you guys were, uh, were, were doing sneaky, prep. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm... But I'm like I have not filled it out yet, but yeah. I will. I just have it. Hey, I'm in Vegas, man. Yo, Come on. <laughs> there, there's, there's some amazing stuff in here, um, you know, in terms of, like, you know, what should syndicates be curated? You know, very interesting to see. 75% of people as of right now say that it should be curated. Um, you know, also really interesting to see that like most people don't think we need more than four weeks of lead time for, for a collection or a contest. Like one of the questions I've had rattling around in my brain, kind of like almost as, 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 the, as a, my, more my writer brain than like executive brain, so to speak. Um, you know, we've got the ability to bring on just, you know, obviously Gary's amazing, but, you know, we're talking to, to folks like, you know, like Gail Ann Hurd is, you know, someone who I think would be an amazing syndicate. Um, Patrick Rothfuss is someone who we're really, really trying to get on the platform, you know, essentially like, you know, the list of people who blurred Gary Witt's book, you know, essentially. And, you know, one of the things that I, I've been really kind of interested in is if we put up a contest or a collection theme way, way, way in advance, would would people actually write books specifically for that? Um, and obviously, the closer that you get to, to wanting to do that, I would imagine the more notice that you need. So the comments that we're getting are amazing. Um, I can tell you, like having done BD, business development at InkShares for you know, the totality of the time that InkShares has existed, simply like knowing what you guys want 
is amazing. Not having to, to guess, right? I mean, you can make relatively intelligent guesses about like what people want. When we went after sci-fi and fantasy and kind of like generally nerd cred, you know, you have your lists, right? You've got you know, your legendaries, you've got your IGNs, you've got, you know, um, like your, your rooster teeths. Um, you know, we sat with Steam and Valve, um, you know, sat with like, you know, obviously like io9 panel, someone that we've had on, you know, it's an entity that, um, you know, we've been thinking about for a while. Um, I saw Tor on there. I mean, Tor is great. I'm not sure that it would make sense to have them on here. Um, you know, Marvel, obviously, you know, that's on there. Rolls up to DC. Had a lot of conversations um, with UTA um, about getting, for instance, like Magic the Gathering, which I believe is now owned by Hasbro. Um, yeah, it's Wizard of Coast, which so. is owned by Hasbro. Mm -hmm. I think WizKids is in there somewhere. It's a long chain. You know, I, I see Nebula Hugo on there. I'd add to that, like, you know, Locus. I'm, just, I'm looking at the survey results as they pour in actively right now. But um, very cool just to see that the stuff that I've been going after kind of in a vacuum is consistent with what everyone wants. But I'll tell you, that, like, being able to go to some of these folks and say, hey, um, everyone on the platform, not only do I think you'd be great on the platform, but they're actually asking for you. Um, would be great, you know. Telltale Games, Bad Robot, I've had conversations with both those places. So, you know, looking forward to to bringing more and more and more of this on, creating just, you know, like my my hope is always that you guys will just write, and work real hard, and that if we can continue to queue up the opportunities, you know, in a certain sense, I, I really like to think of being shares as almost like a literary um, or an authorial like particle collider, right? If you can take the brands and the audiences on one side and the amazing voices and writers on the other and kind of speed them together at a sufficient speed that the, the antimatter, so to speak, that comes out of it is going to be some pretty amazing books and properties. Cool. That is, I'm, I'm looking forward to see the uh, more of the results of the, well, not see myself, but get your opinion on the results from the second, uh, second survey. I know a lot of the questions had me scratching my head as to finding good ideas and not, yeah, especially when talking about like uh, various influencers and various uh, people like to get for collections, trying to find those ideas that are outside the norm was kind of difficult. Absolutely. It's, it's super interesting. Um, I mean, I could, I could just, again, like just to, to reiterate, um, it's unbelievably cool just to be able to chat with the community um, and say like, hey, we have this internal idea. What are, what are the people, our authors, the, you know, the individuals whose books we've published, whose rights we've sold, what do they think about this? You know, I was sitting around this morning, I had a really early call with uh, World Space Week because it's a United Nations offshoot that gets kids really activated for careers in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and specifically the focus on space. Um, having a good discussion with respect to obviously a book that we published called the astronaut instruction manual. Um, and I was sitting there and I was like, I had this idea for a question. I was like, Oh, they, you know, the ink shares community most resembles like a, a family, B cage match, C high school or D a mental asylum. And I was like, Oh, what a wonderful, like hopefully, hopefully wonderful and funny way to actually like glean a lot of perspective on, on how people actually like view this. And of course there's a huge, survivorship bias, right? Like, you know, the people that are answering these questions are people that came to the ink shares and liked the idea. Or after they liked the idea, they stayed and they crowdfunded, they successfully crowdfunded, and indeed they, you know, they clicked on the survey and opened it up. 
but it was super interesting. Uh, I can tell you right now, um, with a pretty good number. Of, I'm not sure if like uh, the like the Wolf Blitzer you know situation room. I can say whether or not we have enough responses yet to be able to reliably predict <laughs> the outcome here. But you know, number one is high school. Number one, the anxious community most resembles high school. Um, you know, a family is is close on its heels. So I'm going to have to say for right now that no matter what Fox News is saying, this is still too close a race to call. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. Like I look at this stuff and, you know, Thad and I and the entire team sit down and they're like, how do we, how do we make this even better? I won't lie. I'm kind of jealous. I love looking at like statistics and survey results, kind of a, a, um, I say, an, um, it's a symptom of me working in marketing and being a marketing director is I love looking at trends and, and uh, markets and all that and seeing how people are behaving and what opinions they have about certain products. So I'm, I'm jealous that you get to pour over that data. No, it, it's for sure. Like there, there's a like socially appropriate, like objective level of voyeurism in it almost like reaching the people's head and be like, you know, what do you really think? Hopefully. And by the way, of course the surveys are anonymous, so you can always just say whatever, but you know, I'm looking at what is the biggest value that the shares community can provide, right? And the options are general sense of community and support, you know, actual feedback on your work, co-marketing, and and other. Um, you know, 41.7 percent general sense of community and support. 41.7 percent um, co-marketing help. They're tied right now, and then 12.5 percent actual feedback on your work, with a very small percentage for other. Um, then of course there's, you know, you can offer your own feedback on, on what other is, but very interesting. I mean, these are the types of things that, you know, um, you know, Thad obviously is going to come on and, and talk about product. Um, yeah. And you mentioned earlier that you wanted to work more with the community and foster the communities more. And I know this, this is something that we were talking about before the show that you had, I don't know if you, you said that you had ideas for the community, but I know that you wanted it to be a bigger part of what you guys were doing in the future. No, absolutely. Um, you know, like one of the things that I would reiterate time and again, you know, I left like a practice of the law, like, you know, like, a, you know, it was a great time, like, you know, like black cars, skyscrapers, you know, airplanes, fancy hotels. Um, but I very much come from like a, like a, a writer's like heart is what I would say I have. Um, like for me, you know, I would have like a great day litigating and come home and what I'd really want to do is, you know, like open up a notebook and, and jot down story ideas or I'd want to open up like final draft and start punching away at, at scenes. You know, it, it was like that that itch that you just can't can't scratch. So like I, I when I look at the community, I don't I, I think of it sometimes as, you know, from an executive function. Um I'm like the general, like the kind of like the, the, the high level concern I have, like not in an immediate sense, but certainly in terms of like make community and forming it and growing it. Um, like the deep dark fear is always like, you know, like what would happen if Reddit tried to publish a book? Like you just, you would necessarily like not be able to, to please everyone. You know, Inkshares is like, it's like a very democratic publisher. I would say that we are the most democratic publisher, right? But at the same time, like, I look at it and I say to myself, like, as, as a writer, like, what's the most important thing you can get from a community? And I think it's support, right? Like, authors need to, they need to write. But, like, writing can be, like, 
pretty solitary sometimes, right? Like having right. a community that supports you on that is to me like the absolute like most important thing, right? It's other authors giving you notes. It's other authors in, in moments when you have of like of doubt because every author has doubt, right? Saying, hey, right. I've been there. I doubt it. You know, and now I've got a manuscript that's being edited by the wonderful folks at, at Inkshares and, and their partners. Um, so for me, um, you know, like I, I, it's it's really all about like channeling the energy of the community in a, in a really kind of like value value add positive way. Um, you know, again, like I would just say that the most important thing to me at Inkshares, like why like that and I um, started this company, is like you know we wanted Inkshares to be a place where unknown authors without a huge social following could gain traction, right? Like from readers they know, from readers they don't know, from other authors in the, the community, right? Um, like community, like, you know, um, I'll say it over and over and over again. It's, you know, why we, you know, within, you know, less than two business days of, you know, me um, taking, you know, along with that, uh, the helm, that the, these surveys went out, you know, we've just learned so much, um, so much amazing stuff, you know, I mean, with respect to, I mean, just to, to touch on it for a second, because I know it's something that floats out there in the ether with respect to credits, right? You know, everyone knows that there's been a lot of abusive credits. Um, you know, I remember, geez, it was maybe um, April, May of 2013, and just seeing, seeing authors so talented, relatively fast on the hills of Gary Witta, come onto the platform, amazing writing, amazing ideas, and not be able to, sorry, my, my dog Theodore is, I have two dogs, Theodore, who's about 15 months old, and he's a Vishla Pitbull uh, mix, and then the Trouble is a Pyrenees Coonhound mix. Um, these are just, these are guesses, not DNA evidence, but they might be barking a little bit in the background. I was gonna accuse Paul of making noise, but I'm, I'm glad it's just your dogs. Funny. <laughs> it is. It is just the dogs. Look, you know, respected credits. You know, we put the system in place to to help like build a community, and you know, it's done that in in a lot of ways, right? Um, but they were meant to spur growth. They're not meant to create like ghost orders via fake accounts, create like black market trading pools for credits, or for someone to gain some type of, like some type of like very bizarre godfather. You know, like you come to me. For 153 pre-orders, like kind of like you know Marlon Brando status, right? Like Wait, that, that was something like that happened. I I I have, uh, I have unsworn testimony to the existence of such things, you know. And you know, like for us, it's like, look, what what like what is, what has happened has happened. Like, there's no like prosecution or anything. Um, but you know, we really. Like, you know, in a lot of the feedback that we've gotten, a lot of the responses to the surveys, um, look, credits are amazing. And, like, I don't think that credits are – they're not leaving. Like, it's just about retooling them. But, you know, credits can't be used in some type of, like, coercive manner, right? They can't be used for people to, like, you know, essentially, like, create a certain level of influence on the InkShares platform that, you know, can, can – from you know, with a lot of the comments that we've received, which we really, really value and are integrating, um, like create a lot of kind of like downward social pressure on kind of young authors on Inkshares. So, you know, for us, like right now, it's very much like just taking stock, assessing, what do you guys like? 
What do you want more of? What should we do less of? Because you don't think it works. And then you're figuring out how to really optimize, right? Like the process, um, you know, I'll probably say this a few times, you know, today, you know, Inkshares is moving from what I would call like a venture funded technology experiment in the publishing space to a self-sustaining media and entertainment company that has at the core of it a publisher, you know, as part of that, like we're, we're not going to lose the ethos of what a startup is. We still are one, right? Like a startup is like test, tune mm -hmm. and scale. We're always going to be testing. We're always going to be tuning and we're always going to do our best to test and tune prior to scaling. Um, so, you know, just again, like, you know, these surveys are going to be just a, a critical portion in how we, you know, elicit detailed and valuable and helpful feedback from, from the InkShares community. Well, with that said, I know it's probably still early, but do you have any kind of um, anything in, in the planning phases that you could talk about? I mean, you might not be able to say yet, but uh, about credits, the future of credits. You know, uh, it's probably more of like a, um, a next week thing. Yeah, that's okay. That's what um, I thought. Of but what, what, I, what I would say is, is really, um, you know, there, there's still like a lot of feedback that we are um, like, you know, kind of like taking, dissecting, and, and then boiling down so as to draw some really, some, some great and helpful knowledge from. But yeah, uh, look, the, the point of credits, you know, has always been to make the bar lower for, you know, debut comparatively inestablished yet unproven but certainly amazingly talented debut authors in, in getting people to back their books. I think that's super valuable. So, like, I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, we're going to have to do a lot of analysis. The specifics on, like, how they get used, who uses them, what are the, the kind of, like, what I would call the abuses of the credit system. Right. Um, we don't like, and, and how can we, you know, relate like do more of the good stuff and, and less of, of the bad stuff. But, you know, I mean, it was, wasn't until the end of last week that we started to get the feedback from the community that gave us a lot of helpful insights and in, into going, okay, like, you know, maybe from like a, a, a bottom line business perspective, you know, of some of these activities, but okay, like we can see that the community values them in ways like A, B, and C. So rather than kind of get rid of it, how can we maybe just adapt a little bit so as to maintain the best of both worlds? Okay, cool. That's Thanks. Cool. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, no, go ahead, Paul. Sorry. No, no, go for it. Well, I was going to say, like, one of the things about creds that I've been sort of, like, just li while listening to you talk that was kind of came to mind is we've been talking about, like, the, the do's and don'ts. And I was, I'm, I'm probably going to be, I'm going to try to talk to maybe you, Adam, at some point to send you an email. I'd like to maybe put, put, a, put up a blog post about good tricks that are, um, there are good practices on how to use credits as an author to drive more sales, but in a, like in a way that, uh, that is good for both ink shares and pre-orders. Like that way people would have tools on how to, you know, do do the, the 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 should do instead of the can't do's. No, no, of course, absolutely. So actually, like one of the the first things that happened, you know, this week is we kind of take a look at what everybody does at InkShares and like how can everybody do even more. Um, Angela is going to be taking over as kind of like not just a social media manager, but more of a, a community manager, someone who 
kind of acts almost more like a like a like a Victoria on Reddit. Victoria before she she left Reddit. Um, you know, she's obviously going to continue on in, in all of her marketing um, activities. So she'll be staying up later and later every night. But you know, I think it really is just like critically important that there's that there's a person at InShares who at least like a solid portion of their time is dedicated to the sense of community, right? Like, let's be honest. Like, the the most important thing is that like writers feel at home on InShares. Right? Like, if writers don't feel at home on InShares, if there isn't this kind of like warm sense of community, the type of community that doesn't exist. Um, for instance, for like KDP or the type of community that doesn't exist in just like the general balkanized process that is submitting to a literary agent in New York, then we're not realizing our, our full potential. Theodore is looking at me right now. The, he's the older dog. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why don't you have any dog treats? Yeah, I, I often feel like that when people around me are talking. So, you know. <laughs> That, so, that's uh, odd, Paul. That's, that's it, is, it is. Well, it's not always dog treats. It's usually Paul, like when you money. stay over yeah. at, at our house for uh, my home, for what I'm sure will be the, the signing of your next book. If you want dog treats, they're in the, the, the third <laughs> shelf on the left in the pantry. Okay, buddy? All right, man. I will definitely keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, I have to say, um, they've got yogurt-based bacon-flavored uh, dog treats. I haven't been able to really wrap my head around that. Like, how did they get bacon flavoring into yogurt? And, like, also more importantly, like, why don't I get a bacon-flavored yogurt option in the morning? <laughs> it might be out there somewhere. You never know. It, it feels like a no-brainer because they're both breakfast items. Right. They are. Like, why is it fruit on the bottom and not bacon? <laughs> These are the questions that people want to know. Like, we want to know that. That's why I'm here. We'll get to the bottom of this after yes. we talk more about um, our actual subject matter. Yeah, so in the survey from last week, you talked about um, revenue stuff. So I don't know if you want to jump into some of that, like maybe what what we're looking at as far as moving forward. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, what I would generally say about, like, insurance, and I said this before, um, but just to kind of reiterate, you know, like, there's, there's a transition, like, afoot, you know, and um, what I would say is that, you know, there's plenty of money in the bank. Um, you know, we're taking, opening a new round of investment, but, that, you know, like, all of that is taking place in the context of a, a shift, really, right? Like, a shift in, like, you know, like, the existential question, you know, that any human being or any company faces of like, who are we? What are we? Why am I here? Um, right. For for us, you know, it really is this transition from venture funded tech experiment in the publishing space to you know a still venture funded to a large degree, but more self sustaining. Um, you know, like media and entertainment company that that's highly verticalized. Um, you know, like when, like when I think about like you know what was the core premise of being shares, right? The notion of like a crowdfunded or like a reader-driven publisher. One of the things that we found out um, was that you know certainly we have this amazing content source. Um, endingshares.com and how content arrives here. And if we talk about vision later, it's a great chance to like delve into that. In a 
of like, you know, double click on that, like open it up, unpack it and go through it. Um, But, you know, like what we've kind of figured out is that the real value of of crowdfunding is certainly like over time we expect the community to grow and, you know, this might change a little bit. But it's really been more in the the market validation driven by the pre-orders than the notion as a publisher of like, um, the the crowdfunding that offsets the like the production costs and allows you to put books into market at, at less of a cost to ink shares. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that we we've learned was that you know essentially it's very expensive to make a book, um, even if you're in shares, and that we had to adapt our revenue model in order to become like, more sustainable. Right? Like we don't know exactly what that's going to be. Um, we're working with our venture partners. We're speaking to you know like other publishers. We're analyzing a ton of data. Um, there's no doubt about a few things. Like there's no doubt that like you know we're still going to be um, like an amazing company that grows really fast. There's no doubt that I think we'll still have a re- revenue model that's significantly more transparent and significantly more favorable to an author than a traditional publisher. Um, but it's about kind of like like very much like to go back to like test, tune, and scale. Like how do we really triangulate in a way that, that speaks to what the survey said? Of like, we would like to, for InkShares to be a stronger publisher um, that has the ability to edit like, you know, just as strongly to maybe like print more books to, to really advocate for, for me and my story in the strongest way possible. You know, when you look back at some of the stuff, you know, obviously people have ar- arrived at InkShares um, at, at different times, right? You know, when we first launched, there was no books, of course. You know, when we launched books six months later, it, it was a, it was basically like a dollar amount goal, right? It was you have to raise fifteen thousand seven hundred eighty-two dollars. Um, you know, your your mom could donate, you know, pretty much like all of that if you wanted to. You know, that wasn't that didn't emblemize, didn't encapsulate like what we'd wanted to do. So you saw us move to a pre-order-based goal. You need a thousand, or you need seven hundred and fifty pre-orders. Or in the case of Quill, which we added a year later, two hundred and fifty. Um, but we've done a bunch of stuff to, to spur the amazing growth that we've had. Right? You've seen contests, which you know, oftentimes, like the many of the things that are published, don't meet the the actual goal. You've seen the implementation of a credit system, which means that something may like hit a goal, but the kind of like bottom line, real, so to speak, dollars. The effective bottom line dollars aren't aren't totally there, um, and the other side of that is, is that just you know books require a, a ton of input. You know, um, like you know many of the InShares authors we've done, you know, second passes on developmental editorial, third passes on developmental editorial. Um, you know, it's 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 like it's critical to produce the best version of the book, not the version of the book that is made possible by the dollars that are crowdfunded. Um, and also print runs, you know, like we've learned that like huge efficiencies in doing doing larger print runs. Like the more you print, the you know the the less the unit cost of, of the book is, right? I mean that's like a relatively straightforward thing. But there's there's something like if Inkshares was just, for instance, like a digital publisher, like we would be. Um, it's almost difficult to overstate like how different that would be as a company, right? The moment you're scaling a physical product and managing things like inventory and logistics, even when you have a distributor who's as amazing as Ingram is, like it's just, it's, it's very, very different. So like we're, it's, you know, it's almost like the, the business of building, for instance, like a, 
like a baseball bat, if you were like a Wilson or, or an Easton, you know, at, at a like a, a, a bottom line level, you know, like we are dropping, you know, in many cases, as you know, our authors know, because this is all exposed to them via their dashboard, tens of thousands of dollars into these titles, right? I mean, again, like it's absolutely critical that we make the best version of the book, right? Like not just the version that's made possible by the dollars crowdfunded. Um, I can tell you kind of like personally, like just, you know, like, cranking out books at zero risk taking shares that aren't the best version of the books isn't something that I'm really interested in. It's not something that I think that like bookstores are interested in, not, not audiobook publishers or foreign publishers and certainly not TV and film studios. Right. Um, you know, we're committed to making the best version of the book. Um, and if we have to invest our funds in there, then that's something that we want to do. And the authors and survey made clear that they want us to do. Um, but you know, like we just have to do is really try and like, you know, in, in like really close communication with the community, um, articulate what we're doing, like why we're doing that, that and why for both us and the author, it's, uh, like it's a significantly more optimized situation. Cool. Okay. Yeah, that is cool. Um, we, we know that you have other obligations besides us, so... I'm going to try to go a little bit quicker here. But, I canceled um, everything. I broke up with my girlfriend, threw my dogs in the street, and I'm in the process of just just getting rid of all other obligations. Awesome. Well, Perfect. Right, this is great. Right, right, it's important. I mean, you know, it is. Definitely. Fantastic. No, Good job. Yeah, I, I fully endorse... As in shares crashes and burns, you know, whatever. You're on yeah, my I, so. I fully endorse anybody that will sacrifice every aspect of their lives for my po podcast. As I was gonna, I was gonna use a negative to describe my own product. I'm not sure that's don't a do good that, idea. It's also partially no. my product. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I don't want to insult guess, you. Yeah, thanks. Oh, you'd never want to insult. No, me. no, no. So, um, let's uh, let's start talking. Let's talk a little bit about the vision, like you mentioned a little a little while ago. So, um, wait, I had a perfect intro for that. I was gonna say something like, so we've talked about the past yep. and we we we've uh, mused about the, the 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 present. So how about we 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 discuss the future yeah. of Inkshare? Let's talk about the vision. So See? much better than my Yeah, well well crafted. <laughs> yeah, you must be a writer. No. <laughs> Sorry play one for. On <laughs> He's not a writer. He just stayed at the Holiday Inn Express last night. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, sorry again. Sorry for the sniffles. I'm getting over um, a little bit, little bit of a cold that might have to do with I just. There was a, a fellow in zombie cosplay who sneezed on my face at Comic Con in a way oh. that like a grown human being should never do. Like it, it was, it was almost like for a moment there, I thought I was in cosplay as a tissue. Like <laughs> I just like I was like what like what you just sneezed onto my nose like how 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 did that happen? I had a lady do that at the airport. It was bad. My wife was like, "Oh my god, we've got to move." It was bad. So anyway, just yeah. just just like real real social wrong. Yeah. So to to discuss right. like vision and again like you know like in, inherent in vision is is a notion of how far you think. Um, you know, like we really try to stay lean. Really, we try to grow. You know, one of the high level things that I know I've said in, in emails with the community that I would kind of say again right now is that in, in setting out to build you know, kind of quotation marks a next generation publisher I think we've created um, like a next generation content channel um, like for for me like you know I grew up on books like Jurassic Park right like that's a, that's a came out in 1990 I think The Lost World I remember like grabbing it off the bookshelf in 1996 
But, you know, like, it it's, doesn't matter, right? Like, Hunger Games, Harry Potter, Twilight, The Firm, I mean, Hunt for Red October, there's so many that, like, people don't naturally think of, like, Unbroken, Schindler's List, um, you know, Gone with the Wind was a book. But, like, you know, it just doesn't matter whether it's, like, you know, Nick Sparks and The Notebook, whether it's, like, Dune, Forrest Gump, Narnia, you know, uh, like, what we know. I mean, of course, just even even more recently all the self-published sensations, whether it's uh, a Fifty Shades of Grey, um, whether it's The Martian, whether it's Diary of a Wimpy Kid, or Hugh Howie, or, or, and, you know, who was amazing on our panel last year at Comic-Con. I know that, um, you know, obviously Gary Whitta is adapting Sand for television. Nicole Perlman uh, is adapting, um, adapting Wool for, for Scott Free. You know, books are the most amazing sense of the most amazing form of intellectual property, right? Like you just, you can't, you can't say enough amazing things about a book. And like the core reason why is that it allows you to basically test a story and see if it connects with an audience, right? Like for the longest time, the book was the only way to, to see whether a story was going to connect with an audience, right? There wasn't, um, you know, prior to like 1940 or 1930 or, you know, we can have a, discussion of whether or not silent film constitutes film, but basically, you know, it was very difficult for the longest time to test a story and see if it, it connected and still extraordinarily expensive, right? You can take a movie like The Martian, I mean, I don't know what the budget was, but I'm betting it's somewhere between 100 and 200, probably around 130 to 180 million. Um, like, what did that book cost to make, right? Like, like their special effects don't cost you anything on paper other than the author's time and the author's imagination and opportunity cost. Um, like for me, you know, the book isn't just like a book. It's the core of what I would call like the IP-based entertainment economy, right? Um, it's it's absolutely critical. That's why you know, I remember being in, in fourth grade and like one of the things in my family that was like just like a cardinal sin was going on vacation without a suitcase of books. Like if, if you showed up and you're like, hey, dad, I don't have a book or hey, mom, I don't have a book, they would just be like, are you serious? Like, it would have been, like, way worse if, like, I had gotten detention in, in school than showed up on vacation, like, without a book. So, for me, whether it was, like, um, I mean, just the other day, I was sitting with Kevin Misher, who is the former president of Universal, with whom um, they're doing a project coming up. Um, and he was talking to me about, you know, like, what it was like as the president of Universal to say, like, hey, you know what, like, let's do Bourne. You know, that book's been around for like a long time. We all loved it. We all like know that was an amazing story. We saw it connect. And like, so what if um, like it, it hasn't been a big book in, in 20 or 25 years? We know there's a core story there. So like, let's get you know like Chris Cox and, and Matt Damon and you know, obviously Clive Owen in, in the first one really, um, and let's like, run with it. And here we are with what it's like the, the fifth born is coming out now. It's like totally distinct from the originating storyline of, of the book, but we all fell in love with like the, the core, the core of a character for me in terms of like the, the vision of ink shares. Um, like, and like one of the things that I want to communicate really firmly is like, not everything is meant to be an entertainment property and ink shares is not turning into something that's like for books that are, or for books that, you know, only have, like, huge, quote-unquote, like, IP potential. Um, like, what I really think about, you know, very much, like, with the writer side of my brain is, like, you know, there's this moment of creative inception. 
this moment when like, you know, you've got an idea, you've got a chapter, you've got a, perhaps a completed manuscript and you're thinking about like, what do I do with it? You know, like, do I take it to a literary agent and go for a traditional publisher? I mean, that's like certainly one way of doing it, but it's a crapshoot with like, you know, like what most people would say, very grim odds that's likely not to result in anything, right? Like, do you go to a self-publisher like Lulu or KDP? Um, I mean, that's certainly a guarantee of what I would call like press button publishing, but you know, is that really what you want and what are the realistic odds of success without editorial design, marketing, distribution, and really not like a community. And then there's ink shares, right? Now to see our books on the front table of, you know, major bookstores with, you know, whether it's like established names like Gary Widow or you'll see coming up uh, Mike Rich who wrote um, Finding Forrester, Secretariat, Mirror many others or, or James DeMonaco who wrote The Negotiator, um, all the, the wrote and directed the Purge series or any of the like the talented debut authors. I mean, I won't mention the names of anyone who's a podcast host, but you know, be able to walk <laughs> into bookstores and see, um, to see Jim McDonnell or, or Zach Linville or, um, you know, I mean, like it could go on for forever and ever. Um, you know, it is like, it, it is like, you know, pretty fantastic and amazing. But like for me, I, I really want to make sure that there's like this super clear linear line. Like what I what I tend to think about, you know, from the author's perspective is that you want to tell a story and you want to see that story affect as many people as possible. It's um, funny. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you, please jump in. Uh, no, I was just going to say that I, it's funny because I have a million questions about some of the processes that, that go behind that, but they're all very off topics for what we're wanting to talk about. So at some point, like if ever I, if ever I get the chance, I want to corner you and just quiz you on a bunch of, on a bunch of stuff. You can ask me the questions without cornering me. I don't like, uh, you know, you, you, there's two people, at least two people you can't put in a corner. One is baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other is me. <laughs> I saw that one coming. No, uh, yeah. this is, can we still dance? <laughs> you know, under under a, a a waterfall topless. That would be amazing. Uh, I would. I I can't wait. It's the Ink Shares uh, Summer Getaway in 2017. It's going to be amazing. Mark your calendar. <laughs> Mark your calendar, guys. <laughs> um, no, but like I, I think of that like that core moment that an author has, right? And deciding like what is the avenue that they're that they're going to take. Do I go traditional? Um, do I go self-publishing? And then, you know, there's this white space between, which is, you know, really where I think all the fun stuff is happening right now. Ink shares is, you know, maybe probably the best example of that. You know, so for me, think about like this world, right? And it's at a very like structural level. Like when I go out and I speak to, you know, investors or any of our partners, whether they're studios or anyone else, you know, I say like, you know, like, look, let's assess what happens in the legacy publishing world, right? you've got a bunch of, of agents, right? And like, you know, like really, what are, what do those agents do? They, they pretty much, I mean, they're performing like an initial selection function, right? Um, like they're haphazardly sourcing a manuscript using some combination of legacy relationships or by scouting self-publishing. They're mostly looking for like what's sold before and like they miss a lot of hits. Um, if you're looking for the next Hunger Games, you're 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 gonna miss like the Martian. Like, like backing up to just like super high level, like what I would say about like the totality of all the stuff that we're discussing, is that this legacy system system it, it, it's like it's disorganized, it's slow, it's reactive, it lacks for any kind of like social curation, so to speak, right? Like, you know, like what happens after agents? Well, you've got like publishers, right? And like what do publishers do? Like they use like their own like somewhat narrow judgment, no social information. 
Um, and they perform like basically like a secondary filtering function, also like initial production, right? Like they take the book and, you know, in the sense of like a vellum and dehydrated cow skin, they, they, they produce it and they push it out there. You know, one of the things that we've proven out here at InkShares is that we can certainly do that um, in the same way that they can, much credit also to our partners at, at Ingram. You know, and then you get to, I mean, what we've been discussing so far is really what I would call just like the North American print and digital market, right? You've got like this, and you know, it's a huge market. It's where most of the great intellectual property comes from, but it's it's a $25 billion market in, in a total of like basically like a $100 billion like world market, right? So like, you know, like what happens with the rest of it, right? Well, there's audiobook publishers, there's foreign publishers, and that's some of the stuff that you've seen us start to focus on um, in the last year, right? Via like just some of the stuff that I was doing on like a hand-to-hand -hand basis, and then now via properties, right? You know, like we see offers now um, on virtually like a day-to-day -day basis. You know, negotiations being opened up. You know, like today we're talking about you know we're talking with um, some publishers. Titles yesterday was publishers in China. Tomorrow it'll be hopefully like Brazil, right? Um, you know, for almost all of our books that are being published by InkShares right now, like we're able to arrange, you know, pretty substantial audio deals. Um, so for me, like the the licensing aspect is super important. Um, you know, and all of that stuff, like in in the present world, it happens through like a pretty discompopulated, disorganized, um, biased set of of agent interlocutors, so to speak, right? You know, like everyone gets together in Frankfurt on this, like this one three-day period every year in London for two days. And there's this just like very Byzantine, bizarre set of booths where these things are renegotiated. So for us as a company, being able to take that apart and maybe use technology to make it more efficient is super exciting. Then of course, as you know, everyone knows, like obviously doing the same thing in, in TV and film, you know, at InkShares, we're extraordinarily lucky to have um, just like the absolute top-notch partners, um, whether it's, you know, United Talent. Right, um, you, you can't do any better. You know, Howie Sanders, Charlie Ferraro, all the wonderful agents there that have been, you know, reading, consuming, advocating for our books. Whether it's our partners, it's like Brooklyn Weaver. Um, on the provisorial management side, you know, just super, super, super grateful. But the question is, like, you know, how via properties do we t to kind of scale and 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 use product to to take success and make it even bigger for for everyone. You know, like uh, at like a really like a core level, what I would say is like, you know, like what do we do at InShares, right? Like we filter content. Um, you know, we're going to keep stuff out in the future, like, you know, silly stories about like robots with human thoughts or young girls <laughs> who age really slowly. No, I'm kidding. Boy, those um, are specific, man. <laughs> no, 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 they're full jars. They're, they're very general. <laughs> no, I'm just – I'm, I'm – I'm joking, but uh, obviously I love both your books, and you know I've advocated for them very hard in Hollywood. So, like as you guys know, they've been read by some pretty big producers. Um, you know, so like you know whether or not like they sell on an individual title basis, you know your names are, are now things that these producers recognize and are primed for second or third books by. Um, that for me is just a huge um, value add for for you you all as, as, as authors, you know what I would say, and like I can delve into products if you guys are interesting, interested that, that we have in, in the queue, so to speak, but I would just say that, you know, what InkShares is meant to do is filter like book IP um, mm -hmm. and then help the author monetize that, whether it's in terms 
um, in terms of, you know, like we'll optimize and monetize it, you know, like edit it, design it, really advise on like the best version of that book, whether it's, you know, the North American, you know, print and digital market where we're the publisher and the distributor, whether it's, you know, the worldwide audio market in English or whether it's, you know, foreign rights in English abroad or in translation in different languages. Um, like that is, you know, that. It's the version of InkShares that's going to create the most readers for Adam? every author, and that's the goal that Adam? we really want. Hey. Sorry, we lost you for a second. Could you back up just a little bit? Yeah, sorry. I got I got It was my, my grandma uh, FaceTimed me. I apologize. I thought oh, you no, said no that worries. you canceled everything. Yeah. Yeah, right brain is the best, right? Yeah, yeah you don't cancel grandma. No, you don't. Right. Look, whether it's... Right, you have the will and everything. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Look, whether it's licensing into audio, whether it's licensing into foreign, whether it's licensing and kind of managing, producing, and advising and adaptation TV film, um, it's all centered on basically like a single aim, right? Which is helping the author who comes to InkShares, who works so hard to cross the filter, um, to to really help that story reach the most people possible. And of course, that's an inordinately difficult thing to do. You know, it's very difficult to see something optioned, and then, of course, like once it's optioned, the probability of exercise and of making it through development, and then it's a TV show, not only making it through development, but getting picked up and then making it any serious amount of time, like, you know, those odds are in the parlance of, you know, obviously, like, you know, those situations are grim. But, you know, I we've been able to do it probably at, like, a much higher rate than any of the traditional publishers, and a huge portion of that is like the the notion of of ink shares like as inherently vertical right um like like the idea of you know like helping our authors you know not just edit in the narrow sense of how do i optimize this book but where they're interested kind of giving the extra feedback on how to like create not just the, like an amazing book but sow the seeds for a larger property cool um Let's get a little. Let's get a little bit into like what we kind of already see here, uh, specifically like maybe full funding and Quill and beyond these things. So like for example, like why would someone want to choose Quill over like self-publishing? Like what is the benefits to that? I mean we are we we kind of already have a general idea of why the full what the good things for full funding is being editorial design marketing all that stuff. So um, the question seems to have arisen more than once about. What's the uh, benefits to Quill over self-publishing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, going back to like that 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 core notion and moment of you know the author sitting like you know perhaps like alone, you know maybe um, you know thinking, do I go to KDP? Do I go to a traditional publisher? Or do I go to InkShares? Um, I would say the thing that that we have over um, any self-publisher, not the KDP specifically, it, it's twofold, right? Number one, we fold up, you know, Quill, I should say, folds up into a full resources, full distribution, traditional publisher, so to speak, called InkShares, not traditional in the sense of, like, you know, like, hoity-toity, and, like, we have, you know, doilies on our placemats, but traditional in the sense of full resources and distribution, right? But we also have this amazing sense of community. Um, you know, like, writing is just hard. It doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter like, how great the originating notion is. Um, like, very few, if any, books have ever been birthed in a vacuum, 
you know, if Mark Watney actually wrote The Martian, then that would one that would have been one of the like the few books actually birthed in a vacuum. Although, you know, once he, you know, was able to get the power from the map or whatever it was, obviously he was, you know, talking with, you know, the fine folks back on planet Earth. But I, I, I think that like it, it would be enormously difficult to overstate the long-run value to InkShares as a company and to every author who comes to our platform of, of the community. Um, you know, like that is like just like the biggest distinguishing thing for me over over self-publishing, right? Of course, I can say that like you know your best option, or like you know certainly if you were to, you know, have a like a sci-fi success on self-publishing, I think it's forty-seven or forty-nine north is, you know, the most likely outcome, which is Amazon's, you know, like kind of quote-unquote full publishing arm. But, you know, the other part is, is, like, you know, relative to, like, kind of, like, the literary agent crapshoot. And, again, like, you know, I know a lot of literary agents. I work with them all the time. Like, they're wonderful, wonderful people. You know, they're, you know, generally speaking, highly intelligent individuals who care about nothing other than, like, finding and sourcing amazing content, which is certainly, like, what I and I think everybody who shares cares about. But like you know, you can spend two, three years going through the literary agent cycle and have absolutely nothing to show for it. You know, I think that Quill, you know, being such a direct path into Inkshares is super valuable. Like when when I think about Inkshares, like you know, like I think about, and again, I want to distinguish between like what I would call like Inkshares narrowly versus like the Inkshares ecosystem, which I would include Quill in. Um, like what makes like Inkshares great, right? Like full resources, like broad distribution, but like actually the thing I would focus on the most is, is the brands that we have on the platform. You know, the hardest thing to do for, for any book is to find its initial audience. Like a, a great book where we found the initial audience and know how to present it to people is going to be, I think, pretty far down the road to reaching its market potential. Um, and obviously there's an amazing amount of stuff that you have to do before that great editorial, amazing value add, insights, design, all, all the fun stuff. Um, but like, you know, like having Geek and Sundry and Felicia Day, having Nerdist and Chris Hardwick soon, um, you know, Jason Blum and Eli Roth and Crypt on the platform. Um, I, I think that's one of the greatest things that insurers can do. I mean, obviously if you cross a certain, you know, numerical threshold of pre-orders, the book happens. We're ecstatic about that, you know, whether it's Dracula versus Hitler is a recent example or how to get run over by a truck, another shout out. Um, like for me, what I really look at is I ask myself the question of if you are an inestablished author without a gigantic community behind you, um, like what can we do what, uh, at, at Inkshares to kind of like bring in the audience and the community and the megaphone for your story? It's cool. I'm. It's it's funny because it's one of those things that's just um we've we've had like to for full disclosure we've had this kind of discussion on the uh, the, the KDP forum with people not necessarily understanding that just in general what Inkshares offer is above self self publishing and trying to get this distinction between Inkshares traditional publishers Vanity Press self publishing and. One of the things that's kind of been harder to discuss is, is Quill because it is, it's been seen wrongly in my opinion, especially in light of what you, the way you just described it as sort of the, the, the Quill being the Inkshare self-publishing branch. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's nice to have this kind of clarity added to it. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't want to marginalize some of the voices in that community, but, you know, you're not going to have a lot of luck, I think, generally speaking, explaining, um, you know, the specific, you know, what human beings have observed of, of specific moon craters to, to moon landing deniers, right? Like, it, it's just, um, it's difficult. You know, I, I've seen a lot of our InShares authors, like, charge in there and give, you know, some, some, some thoughts and feedback and... Like it's amazing and it's super valuable. You know, um, it's really important that the people who are like, you know, checking out ink shares and where do I go and, and what do I do, um, that they see on that, that, that thread in that forum that people have had amazing successes with ink shares, right? That they've sold, you know, in like the tens of thousands of, of copies and that their books have been you know, optioned um, in huge deals to TV studios and that, um, you know, the greatest audiobook publishers, I think I have the hiccups a little bit, apologies, <laughs> whether it's Audible or Penguin Random House have paid five and six figure deals for them, you know, um, like that is just like, that's a huge and fantastic support. So when, you know, they say these things, like number one, obviously it's amazing to see all the, the amazing happy shares authors. And it's like, no, of course, that's incorrect. And you can, you can have you know, your own opinion, but you can't have your own facts, um, no matter what, what the Donald says. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, you know, these are, I think, success problems. So, like, I'm sure that we'll continue to have them along with our, our authors. But, but, you know, the naysayers will, will always be there. And, you know, ultimately, what will bespeak, bespeak not only, like, the value of ink shares, but... The, the talent and the gift of our authors is the just like the the bottom line sales numbers which are continuing to go up and up and up and up. Well, uh, JF, uh, I think we're kind of running out of time here. Is there anything else uh, that you see? There there is one question. It's it's like it's a very simple question. Someone had mentioned. Because we're, we're trying, like, a lot of what we're talking about right now, we, we should probably mention at the top, is a sort of distinct, a distilled dialogue based on a lot of questions that we got from other InkShares authors. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of doing just going Q&A, we sort of, uh, we, we worked it out so that it would be more of a discussion, let, letting uh, Adam get more of a platform to address the issues from the questions. But one of them that was, uh, that was asked is the, uh, and I think you, you, we talked a bit about it a bit in the pre-show, is the idea of like a Kindle iPad Nook app that, you, to, 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 that we had mentioned. If, uh, you had yeah, to answer so, that to us, did you? Yeah, so I mean, um, like obviously, you know, no, number one, the first thing I have to say is that Sad Woodman is probably the best person you should have on for the show to discuss kind of the the rollout of product that InkShares. Oh, yes, um, I tend to handle more of the, the partnerships and, and the strategy aspects, and that is very much the brilliant product mind. So um, I jumped the gun on the question then. I apologize. No, 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 no problem. But, you know, certainly, um, you know, we've never had a mobile product or a mobile developer at, at InkShares. Um, it's certainly something that is on the horizon, um, but as to how that kind of like mobile-focused developer would spend his or her time, I think uh, my long-haired co-founder is probably the, the better responder to that question. I'm sure that we'll probably take the time to try to bring him on the show um, in the future, if not hey, the near future, definitely the, the future. <laughs> he talks real nice. 
<laughs> he talks he real has much. a soothing voice. <laughs> so, uh, anything else that you see, JF? I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot of questions, and like JF said, we tried to like roll them into the discussion um, here because you know we we figured Q and A would be kind of boring and not fun. Um, I know there's a lot of things that we did not get to, but um, Adam is actually a pretty busy guy for real, and uh, so we don't want to like hang on to him too long here. Um, and he's already been gracious enough to give us an hour of his time. So. Oh, more more than that. Like, let's not. More than that, yeah. Like full full disclosure. Again, there has been technical difficulties. So yeah, we, definitely. we worked around them, but it took a while. And uh, Adam has been immensely generous with his time to be able to uh, to tolerate everything. No, 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 no. It, it really this is like a total pleasure. And like, what I'd love to do again. Obviously, we had an amazing um, happy hour hangout um, on Friday, but I would love to do this in kind of like. Um, rather than like you know talking in such large chunks in, in the future, which is certainly my fault for doing so. Um, uh, no, that's more okay. back and forth, like Q and A, comparatively like rapid fire. There was a certain like obviously desire and necessity, you know, transition here at Ink Shares. I know there's been like a ton of questions on like the forum threads and the Slack channels and social media. Where are we going? What are we becoming? So it was certainly like a super helpful platform to be able to articulate in a more expansive way, um, like some of the answers to those questions are kind of in a more uh, perhaps Oxford debate, British, you know, British Parliament, yeah, sir, you know, that, that type of <laughs> kind of um, quasi-erudite, no, I'm kidding, way to, um, to kind of dive in and really discuss it with the community. Uh, yeah, I mean, we appreciate you coming on. I mean, is there anything, any final thoughts or anything, or maybe somewhere if you want people to contact you if they have more specific questions or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, like I think I articulated a little bit ago, um, the amazing, amazing Angela, who was the first person in marketing we ever hired at InkShares, and it's just just the best. Um, Angela is Angela at InkShares, and she, um, as many, many, many of you know, and she's not only going to be like a, an absolutely vocal and critical piece of the marketing infrastructure moving forward, but has also graciously agreed to kind of take on some of the community manager duties. Um, you know, she's unbelievable. She was at Picador before, which is you know one of McMillan's best imprints, um, and it's just a real font of knowledge in all things publishing. So I'm super grateful that she's going to put on the Robocop armor and get out there with her machine guns and do community policing, so to speak. No, I'm kidding, obviously. That, that <laughs> is a bizarre visual that you just painted there. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think of her much more... Um, I mean, and obviously she'll articulate, you know, how she views her own role, but um, I, I just don't think there's anyone better to kind of, like, keep the pulse of the InkShares community and be able to really kind of synthesize and relay how we can morph product and strategy, BAD and all of these things to, to maximize our potential in her. Um, so I'm ecstatic about that. But look, you know, um, it's Angela at InkShares, it's, it's Adam at InkShares, it's Thad at InkShares, it's Avalon at InkShares, it's Matt at InkShares. You know, like these are the the addresses of the wonderful people that work here. And, you know, like the, the info, the feedback is just, it's like it's always ardently invited. Cool. Well, um, thanks for spending this time with us. Um, my name is Paul Inman. It's at Paul Inman SC on Twitter. And you can go to my website at paulinmansc.com. And JF is also around here somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, on Twitter at JFDubo. That's JFDUBEAU. Um, and website's jfdubo.com. 
Uh, Adam, thank you very much for joining us, answering all these questions. We're definitely going to have you on just because there's some questions we probably didn't get to. There's probably going to be more questions. And we we just like having you on. And at some point, like Paul and I will probably want to have ask our own questions. There's definitely a lot of like you you have a very unique experience in both the uh, the entertainment industry and the publishing industry. And the more I get to hear you on those happy hour hangouts and. Uh-huh that in the, 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 this interview um, i'm realizing that there is there is a lot more i want to ask of you and more questions and more just general just get more of a portrait of the man you know um if, if you're going to take a portrait of me give me a couple of weeks to get back in shape i've just i haven't really been i've been i, I you know after comic-con at the but airport you have the shoes but have yeah the shoes. like he prays, come on I'm still feeling really bad, Paul, and you know, after I left you and Zach and uh, obviously you know, Dave, I went to the airport. Uh, my girlfriend was actually in San Diego for the weekend, and uh, I had at the airport bar, I had like two things of chicken fingers and nice. an entire like full stack of onion rings, and I still just like I don't want anyone taking a portrait of me. I'm just still mired in self-loathing from like the deep fryer binge that I went on on Sunday. <laughs> Comic Con, man, you're just always talking about. Hey, it was Comic Con, you know. <laughs> only happens once a year, San Diego Comic Con. It only, it only happens <laughs> once a year. Yeah, no, I mean, but New York Comic Con is what? It's this fall. Yeah, right around the corner, right? They Dragon have, they, Con in Atlanta. Oh God damn. They have onion rings in New York. I bet. <laughs> I bet they do. That they do. All right, guys, thanks again for having me on. I, I can't wait to come back. And, we'll definitely um, make that happen. You know, as long as oh, they're the. Uh, I said I can't wait to come back, and the dog started barking. Look at that! But they want to uh, come back too. They want y'all. Y'all come back now. Thanks again for having me on, guys. This was this was a real treat. Our pleasure. And just as a final word, I I also want to thank all the InkShares authors that did share questions with us that we could use during this program. We didn't give credit for the questions because the format we chose to go with, but we're super grateful for the uh, for the material. Absolutely. I want to say thank thanks you. for the questions too because it was just. Um, it was it was really awesome to be able to go through them, synthesize them, and kind of like break them down into the constituent parts, so we could, we could have an awesome show. Cool. So we'll talk to everybody next week on Right Brain, etc. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>